Let me take a couple seconds. We'll talk about Anchor. Are you like me and you've thought about trying a podcast for a while? Either you just like talking into a microphone or you got something to say you just want to let out into the world or, you know, you've always wanted to do something with a friend. Okay. Anchor's the way to go. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. So you know it's definitely in your budget. I know money to get going can be an issue. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Really make it pretty easy peasy, which if you're like me and you don't know what you're doing, it's right in your wheelhouse. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more outlets. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. It really doesn't get any simpler. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. And thanks for stopping by. This is Beacon Roadshow, and I am your host, Rich Levesque. And in this episode, it's going to be one of what we're going to call in the future a coffeehouse chat. One of those where we just kind of talk about a subject, and occasionally I'm going to just take it and wing it. Other times, I'm going to put a question or a topic out to readers and fans and other followers on social media. And bounce off of what people have to say about it. And this is going to be one of those. I put out on my pages a few days ago uh, this following question about home now let me ask you this what is it that makes home well home does the word home even resonate I feel like this is a question that can go all kinds of different ways. You know, there's the you know, classic feeling of, you know, you know, the four walls and the white picket fence and the you know, where your family is and all that. But it can also mean so many different things to different people. It Home can be who. Home can be where. Home can be within or without. Home can be so 
so many things. And, you know, for myself, you know, being kind of a nomadic being, like for me to be told I had to stay in one place for like this really, really long period of time and know that I would be unable to go anywhere else would make me absolutely crazy. I'm, I've always had a nomadic streak to me and home tends to You know, vary and home for me has a shelf life and after a certain amount of time that pull you know comes to me it's like okay it's time for something else it's time to ex- have a new experience it's time to see a new place or have a new story and Now, it's been something that I've been spinning around about. And, you know, I was asked about, you know, the first time I felt like I was home. And for that, for me, was, I would say college. And even then, it probably... I would say probably ended at right around the right time. Because by the time I was, you know, moving on, I was ready. I was better for the experience and there was a lot that I was saying goodbye to and that really sucked. But... It also felt like that chapter played itself out as it needed to, and it was time for a new one. And I've kind of felt that way, even if I didn't necessarily feel like I was at home, quote-unquote. I've always after a certain amount of time felt like it it was time for something else and I think I'm always going to have that within me to some degree and I was trying to figure out what that was kind of like and of course you know, you think of like the old classic movies where you have like the loner drifter that would come waltzing into town and, you know, kind of turn everything on its ear and whatnot. And, you know, I don't know if it was ever really like that for me. It was more like, all right, some of you youngins are going to have no freaking clue who I'm talking about. But you know what? Go Google it. There was a show, and I want to say the late 70s. 
and it was called, I think it was Here's Boomer. Um, and it was, you know, this, you know, scrappy little dog. Um, at the time, Benji was big, so he was essentially a knockoff of Benji. And his basic premise was he would just kind of show up in town and, you know, he would, you know, help a family or a person and it would be like this heartwarming story. But, you know, once the plot resolved itself in that episode, it, it was time for him to move on. And... Yeah, that, that's kind of that's kind of what it feels like to me. Kind of feels like Boomer. A- and no, I am not going to accept people responding to me. Okay, Boomer. No. So I kind of I was, you know, inspired by that conversation I was having about school and you know I'm probably about two two and a half hours away and I took a ride up there on a whim last week and it's always nice to go and see that end of the world and you know it's you know let me just read off what I was thinking. I posted it in my website, so I'll just kind of tear through it really quick. And I've gone through that. So I kind of, I went up there, I'd revisited it, and it was... not really where I needed to be in the traditional sense. I was in no way prepared for college or any sort of academic work in any way. I had natural smarts, but I was also naive and sheltered and really had no plan or discipline and no real interest in developing any. It really wasn't what I wanted. You know, kind of a bad combination when you're in a place where there's lots of distractions and traps for people with no plans and no discipline. And, you know, the right answer at that point probably would have been, let's revisit the whole college thing once they have a plan. But no one was hearing that either. It did offer an escape from being in the middle of an increasingly nasty divorce. So there was that. You know, ended up being the only real acceptable means to get out of town for a few years. Ended up being a quite expensive means, but still. In the process, I kind of managed to morph from a significantly less wealthy Carlton Banks in that whole naive way, and I kind of evolved into a much less funny Bluto from Animal House. 
So, yeah. Academically, it was a shit show. But... While I seemed to get absolutely nothing in the classroom, I also had the time of my life. You know, the crews that I ran with did, you know, change over the years, but there was a constant throughout. It felt like home. It was the place where I could be myself, however that evolved. And it did evolve over time. I learned how to get back up after falling on my ass. It was where I learned that from sunup to sundown, I truly did matter. I mean, in reality, I guess it was more like mid-afternoon to sunrise, but yeah, I mean, semantics. So I'm there waltzing around, and a lot of these memories were coming back to me. It was, I wasn't getting much done anyway, so I ended up taking that ride, and... I'm driving around and, you know, there's a lot of, you know, faces and names and stories and experiences flying through. Were they all great memories? Of course not. You know, there were certainly some hard lessons in there as well. But 90% of them were pretty wonderful. You know, and there were... You know, epic road trips and parties and other shenanigans. But it was always the, you know, the little small moments and the simple things that really mattered the most. You know, goofy things that would happen at work or, you know, at a time it would be, you know, eating dinner in the dining hall and... You know, somebody would do or say something really goofy and we would just not be able to stop laughing for 20 minutes. Like, those are the... You know, those are the memories that come back the most, you know? And, you know, a lot of laughter. You know, love and lessons and all that stuff. Yeah, but also laughter. Some fear, some heartbreak, some dark nights with lots of tears a whole lot of bad decisions but overall love and laughter and belonging it was a place where I wasn't just somewhat tolerated but wanted, heard, and understood it was the first time I would vanish and people would come looking for me. As I walked through the different areas, there was a lot of change. I mean, you know, it's been 25 years. You'd expect that. You know, there's buildings where there didn't used to be. There were roundabouts where they didn't used to be. You know, I mean, everything evolves, of course. And... You know, that's a good thing. And, you know, over a course of a long period of time, I mean, things should be different. If they're not, something's probably wrong. Now, I went back to where 
my old dorms were. And this was the one area of campus that looked exactly the same as it did when I was there. Went back, took a look outside from, you know, counted up to the 13th floor and looked over to the right and I could find my old room. And, you know, you know, a lot of different memories were flowing through at that point. You know, the nights we, you know, stayed up drinking and bullshitting until the sun came up and, you know, the crazy conversations with different people we'd have in the lounge downstairs. You know, the time we found the stray group of kittens outside of the dining hall. You know, so many random experiences kind of flying through. And then I'm kind of, you know, my mind's kind of pondering as I'm just kind of bopping around. You know, it's been about, what, say... All right, it wasn't 25. might be closer to like 23 years that I left that room for good. So how many kids have gone through that same room since then? You know? How many different hopes and dreams came and went? How many memories created... Know, how many epic moments happened and how many different journeys crossed through the, that same small space over the years. You figure maybe what, 50 or 60 different kids that would have gone through that same space and you know, absolutely, while we crossed paths, it was all under different timelines and none of us ever crossed as far as I know. And I was just kind of blown away by that. How many entirely different stories and timelines passing through that same space and how many are gonna you know, how many did so before I got there? And how many will before you know days and years after? It could end up being hundreds. I'm not going to do the math. But all of these different unrelated journeys coming across this one little corner at different times. And... What else kind of hit me was, you know, the place was just a container. And it's just bricks and concrete. It could have been anywhere.
it was what came with the container in the time that I was there that made it everything. It was the faces, the names, the people, the experiences, the connections, the adventures. You know, the where ultimately was irrelevant. It was it was who. It was always about the who. And of course, as tends to happen, the who had long scattered and Everybody's following their own unique journeys. All of us through our own lives. There are some that I still connect with on occasion, but the bulk of them have disappeared off into the sunset. Of course, I, I wonder what their stories looked like over the years what their career paths became. What about their families? What part of the world did they settle in? You know, I've got these ideas sometimes in my head about how it might likely have played out, but I'm pretty sure they're completely wrong. But you know, your mind wanders and you can kind of have fun with these things. And of course, there's that selfish part of me that wonders how many still may remember me and how much the same memories I had might be playing back in their minds. And they were what made it home, not what presently exists. Maybe it always was about the who and not the what when it came to defining what home is. Or maybe I just have one of many possible ways to define it. Like, you know, everything else ever. Maybe that's just how my existence is meant to be. That home is only for a short shelf life and that it's, it's time to move on. Home may always have a fluid meaning in my life and this was simply part of that. But it was nice to play in the memories for a little while. Felt pretty good. And it makes total sense that it would feel good, you know? It is fun to go back, but the general feeling for me was if I were to go back and make it home again, it wouldn't possibly be the same scenario. I mean, of course, I, you know, I'm sure I could build something up and build my own circles like I've done anywhere else. But it wouldn't be home as I knew it back then. And it would be really no different than if I landed in New York or Arizona or somewhere in South America. 
you know, it would have been be same deference at this point. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know? So, going from there, I'm going to talk about what some of you had to say about the subject. I'm going to bounce around between, you know, the responses I got from Facebook and what I got off of Instagram. And kind of riff off of those for a little bit. And... Now, as I was kind of alluding to at the in the intro, it really does mean a lot of things, and it goes in a lot of different directions for people. And you know, it's it is like everything else, and you now it's unique to what our own experiences are. So, I'm going to start with um, Stephanie says, Home is between the covers of a good book. And I know for a lot of people, a lot of avid readers, you know, that's, that's true. If you're jumping into a book and you're locked in and... It's just, you know, fun being in that sense of seeing the adventure from the picture that the author is creating for you. And you could say that, you know, it's really, it doesn't matter what kind of books you're into, you can still have that experience. Um, if you're, you know, whether you're into, you know, fantasy novels or sci-fi or romances or even, you know, if you're into biographies or and even stuff like you know, nonfiction, um, you know, going into things like, uh, you know, I like reading a lot of, you know, psychology, um, you know, it's, um, you know, self-help, um, those, you know, kind of genres. And, you know, if I'm kind of looking through, I'm reading about a concept you know, I can take that and I can either create a scenario where I'm watching it play out or I can go back into a past story where you know, in a past story where I can you know, look at it differently through a different theory or a different idea or a different construct. And yeah, it's fascinating to me. Um, 
Juliana says it's a soul's recognition in a place or person. And just intuitively your soul knows. Your mind may not. And there's definitely something to that. You kind of get that inner sense, that inner feeling that a place is where you belong. It just, you just know. You can't put it in a tangible term to explain it to somebody else sometimes, but you just know. Shirley adds, wherever people are not. And for some, you know, know, some of us are not people, persons to a degree. And, you know, if you're you know, very introverted. You, even if you're an outgoing introvert, yes, they exist. You know, you're gonna go for a for a night, or you're gonna go for a couple of days, and you're gonna go like the Energizer Bunny, and then it's gonna be done, and you're just gonna be toast, and you need to be away from humanity, and you just need to shut it down and you need to decompress and you just you know and for other people they don't even want any part of those situations they just you know they you know they're perfectly content doing their own thing at their own pace and not have to worry about other people unless they absolutely have to unless they're like their people, like their immediate family or their kids or their um, partners and, you know, maybe a couple of other people and they're perfectly happy with that. You know, that's a big part of, you know, being home is having that right comfort in who's around and sometimes who's not around kind of now shift over to the gram Anna says home is where the ones I love are and Hinata adds my best friend yeah, sometimes it, it really comes down to, you know, who's there. And it may be that, you know, just being with our favorite people is what makes it home. And the rest of it is just irrelevant. And, you know, you know the place could be completely irrelevant. As Danita writes, home is heaven, a place that is not a place at all. I'm at home when I'm in my isness. No one, no thing, no time. And 
you know, that's, you know, it's about, you know, what's present, you know, where you are in your presence, very, you know, it can be just as much of a spiritual space and place if that's where, you know, if that's what calls to you. And then go to Steph. For me, home is wherever the people I love are found. I have several homes in the world. There are places I enjoy being, cities, and countries, locations. I always feel at home with my friends and family. And there are many facets to who I am. Home is a place, situation, relationship where I can easily and freely be one or more parts of myself. And sometimes when I'm alone in the car and singing at the top of my lungs, I swear I could have written this. And, you know, there's points for me where, you know, home to me is, you know, on a random interstate, God knows where, just me and a few trucks, my Spotify playlist, and the open road. That's where many of my best ideas come from. And a lot of times it's when, where, if I get messages from the beyond, that's where they come to me. And, you know, those are stories probably for another show. Todd mentions my breath. When that is my focus, my mind slows and I am present. That feeling, that is home to me. And if you're familiar with breath work or with um, different degrees of meditation and um, you know I don't have much experience with yoga myself but I know people that have and have had similar experiences as well if you know these are tools that can kind of get you like right into the present and you know what's right now what's within you in the moment And ultimately, that present is really all that we can control. And yet, so much of the time, we're either rehashing the past which is ironic considering what half of this show's been about. But, you know, a lot of times we kind of either, we're either in our past 
which has already happened and for good or for bad we really can't do much with it other than reframe things if necessary but again that's a whole other Pandora's box for another day and when we go into the future we're not there yet we can't possibly know all the information and all the elements that are going to be at play I mean how many times has have our lives taken these sharp turns and had all these crazy unexpected things come about that we never could have possibly seen coming and yet so much of our worry is what will happen in the future how can we protect ourselves from a b or c going wrong in the future or what can i do to maximize what my future is going to look like and ultimately we never truly know until we're there Susie writes, Home is an emotionally comfortable and safe and pleasurable space created by those who live in the space. A space adorned sparsely or chaotically or somewhere in between with personal mementos and desires which provide both function and a pleasure to entertain or caress the mind. A space where others may enter by invitation and absorb themselves in a sensory delight of feel, sight, smell, and taste. This space is so safe we can sleep and bathe in comfort. We own the choices and decisions within this space without judgment from within. Home is like a huge treasure chest, which requires enormous effort to relocate and settle once again into home. And that's a really, I like that description. And it is, it talks about the physical space, but it's also can be what the space is made to represent and there's multiple levels of that there's you know the physical and how you make it work functionally and what kind of vibe or energy you get from it and is it you know, a place where you go to, you know, to hide, you keep it as a sanctuary, or is it a place where people kind of, you know, come in and out, and maybe it's your sanctuary in that way. And I like that word sanctuary. I think that really flows with a lot of Susie's message here. And, you know, there really is an awful lot to that. And my last message is going to be from Terry. Going right into Sanctuary. 
It is my sanctuary for me to be me without judgment or violence. And that alludes to, at least the way I perceive it, it alludes to safety as well. And um, the next one of these we do is going to evolve around safety. And in particular, when we go into safety mode because we feel like we're not being seen and we're not feeling understood or acknowledged and what that all means. So we'll have that coming up soon and we're going to have a couple more Beacon Road shows in the next week with some guests and you know, just keep coming back to this space because you know, as the mission keeps building, we're going to keep growing and you know, we'd love to have you along for the journey with us. You know, check out my website beaconroad.net uh, if you pull the check out my patreon it's um, patreon slash beaconroad and you know on the usual social media suspects um, Facebook and Twitter are at beaconroad the number 10 so beaconroad10 and then Instagram is at Beacon Road. So thank you very much for coming and hanging out. You know, we have all these different commodities that we, you know, we collect, we use, we recollect. You know, there's money, there's goods and stuff but the most finite one we're going to have the most length one that's actually got the limit to it is time and gratefully spent some of that and I'll listen in here so thank you very much and I hope to see you back here soon be safe be well take care